What's Welcome up? back to the Obligatory Podcast with Kermit and Mike. What's going on? Not much. Episode 11. That's right. Double digits. Double digit time. We finally did it. Mm-hmm. I didn't think we were going to pass eight. Really? No. Ye of little faith. I know. Look at that. We're it was mainly up. because I didn't want to edit anymore. That's yeah. the, I, was, I started cracking. But you know what? Uh, you've, you've gotten good. I like got okay. Like, yeah, but think about how long it took you to edit the first ones with the video. And <laughs> here's horrible. the thing. Like, it, it's I think it's the video editing that takes the most time. Like, this you can basically yeah, throw, throw up. up. Yeah. But the uh, video editing is the thing. And even uh, we were fortunate enough, uh, Tuesday, we're recording tonight. It's a Thursday. Usually we record Tuesdays. Uh, we were invited over to uh, be guests on the Devil's... Devils in the Details. Devils in the Details. Podcast with Pedro. with Pedro Lima, produced by Chris Crespo over on the PFT, or as you call it, the uh, <laughs> network. <laughs> network. Uh, lots of great shows gone over there. Our friends Poking the Bear, that's part oh, of their yeah. network and everything else. And what's so funny is you were over there. <laughs> we walked in, they were set to record, and you had to set up all your cameras. All my camera equipment all and over again. Chris Crespo, probably one of Central Florida's premier podcasters, which just like, you work too hard, man. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, he was just looking around. He's like, "Man, you put in way I didn't, too much I didn't effort." Hear him. Yeah, it was it was kind of funny because that guy, you know, produces or of course he has Cinema Cresposito. Uh, yeah, I was really impressed with that guy. Like, by the time we got home, our, our the episode was up. Episode was that up. That took me at least three days. Yep, yep. <laughs> so yeah, you put a lot of time in it, but even so, I mean, even with the video stuff, you've learned stuff that has cut your time down considerably. You know, compared to the first have to go through every different camera. And now you're like, bam, bam, bam. Good to go. Yeah. I mean, I was losing it. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, I, I also up my programs. So. Right. Right. Yeah. Thanks to that. Well, that helps. So what you been up to uh, this week, man? Uh, it's been pretty exciting, man. Um, I got uh, invited to uh, hold mitts for a UFC fighter, middleweight fighter. He's second uh, ranked in the UFC. Oh really? His name is. Uh, it goes by Jakar. Okay. Uh. Yeah. Ronaldo Souza. Yeah. Jakar. Yeah. Wow. He. Monster. Yeah. He is. He is a. Yeah. He's a beast, man. He's a beast, and uh, he's got a fight coming up. So you're actually training him. I wouldn't say I'm training him. Or you're training with him. You're part yeah, of the yeah, training yeah. team. Yeah. You're part of the training team. Yeah. Uh, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it looks like UFC 224, and uh, the title fight is gonna be. Uh, Nunez versus Pennington. I guess that's the main card, right? Yep. And then he is in the middleweight middleweight round. Uh, this is Saturday, May twelfth, and it's Souza versus Gastelum. Gastelum. So yeah, it looks like it's gonna be a good fight. Uh, you've been training with this guy for a couple of weeks now, actually, right? I'm going on two weeks now. Two weeks, and uh, yeah, when I talked to you last week, you you were showing me bruises you got through <laughs> pads, <laughs> through pads, right? And you've told you told me at one point you've never been hit harder in your life. No, right? I've hold, I've held mitts for a lot of big guys. Mm-hmm. I've never held mitts for a ranked fighter, and it's yeah. a whole different, it's a whole different impact. Like. Like I never got kicked by a horse, <laughs> but like I could imagine this how it feels. Like I had full padding on, and when he was hitting me with a hook to the body, uh-huh. my ribs were like I thought they're gonna break. Wow! Like remember the M80s, the firecrackers? Yeah, like yeah, how loud yeah. they the were. The ones you tape to a window and light, and then it. Blows I used to put them in the trash window. cans. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah, some people do toilets. Yeah, <laughs> nobody uses them for anything other than minor explosions. Yeah. But, yeah. Well, that's how it sound when he hit the pads. It's like bam. Wow. Bam. Wow. Uh, I got I got scared. Yeah. I wanted to cry. You wanted to cry. But, but I couldn't. But you actually told me you had uh, fluids coming out from other places. 
Oh, that happened recently. <laughs> what Man, happened? never escapes. What happened? Yeah, we can't go an episode without something like this. I had to pee a he, little bit. He hit you and you peed a little? I peed a little. He, was it fear or was it you no, lost he, all control of your bladder? He punched me in the stomach and uh, I had a body shield on uh-huh. and a little squirt came uh. out. <laughs> I, I mean, yeah, like 80% squirt. I peed my pants. <laughs> I, I walked, I excused myself and I left. Mm-hmm. I didn't mm-hmm. go home. I just kind of checked up. Right. Little, I did the mummy technique. Mm-hmm. You know what the mummy technique is. What's that? Where you wrap your wiener in toilet paper. Is that what that, you, yeah, man. Did you forget your cup? What was going on? I didn't get kicked in the balls. It's just, oh, okay. Like you, that's why you, you soak up all the pee. In your <laughs> You're taking all these steps just not to wear diapers. You know that, right? Yeah, you wrap up your wiener <laughs> in, in toilet paper like a mummy. Mm-hmm. And then you don't have to worry about dribble. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, I'm the only one that does this. Be- between <laughs> what I loved is when we were when we were talking with Pedro over on Devils in the Details. Once again, the pooping your pants in your mid 30s came up, and what I liked was you being in a room with other guys in their mid 30s, early 40s, who also, like I did, looked at you like you were crazy when you said, "Yeah, it happens to all of us." And <laughs> three out of four people in that studio <laughs> were a strong no on that, sir. <laughs> So how long you can continue training with them? Like all the way up to fight time? Or Until is he just in town? As long as they invite me. Now, how how does that work? Like, does he normally train in Orlando? Is his home gym here? Or is, did he specifically come here to work with someone for a fight and then they kind of outsource local people to come train with him? I know he cross-trains. So in other words, he trains at uh, multiple gyms. Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like the gym that, that I'm at is called, called Fusion XL. That's right out here, right? In yeah, the, by the West Oaks, inside the West Oaks Mall. Yeah. Um, I think that he's calling that his home base now. Oh, okay. I'm not sure about that. Mm-hmm. Cause, and, I, and I heard a lot of rumors because the last fight he did, uh, UFC 221, 22, I don't know. He head, he head kicked a guy and knocked him out Ooh. and then destroyed him. It was like off the first or second round. Mm-hmm. And I heard from all the coaches that a lot of Brazilian people were treating the coaches like crap. Because they had like a dis like a disgust or distaste that he jumped ship from training with a Brazilian team oh. and training with Americans. Mm-hmm. So it's like a whole weird kind of vibe. Yeah. I wasn't there to say that, but this is what I'm hearing from rumors. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. But I don't know if he's calling this gym his home. Mm-hmm. But he seems. I mean, he's a stand-up guy. He's really nice mm-hmm. until he switches and to, goes into fight into mode. evil gator mode, mm-hmm. and uh, it's scary. And you know, we've joked about it before, but where better to have a ultimate fighting gym than in the West Oaks mall. Cause uh, <laughs> you know, you're in 15 fights before you make it through the food court. Yeah. That's initiation. <laughs> no, that's it. That's yeah. just your warm up. So, yeah. well, man, are you gonna, you're trained with them. Do you think you're actually going to go to the fight or where is the it's fight? in Brazil? So no, Oh, it's, it's actually in, uh, yeah, yeah, I see here Rio de Janeiro. The so. other coaches are, yeah. The guy that, that I, that runs that gym, his name is Julian Williams. Mm-hmm. I'm, I've been helping him, too, and he has a fight this Saturday. Oh, okay. Which is very weird because we have a wedding to go to. Yeah. And, I, I, and well, if you weren't at that wedding. Oh, I want to be at this fight so And where's bad. that fight going to be? In Longwood. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he has a fight, and it's yeah. a big fight for him. Yeah, speaking of which, the wedding of this century coming up. The Mr. OG. Mr. Ken Miller, kind <laughs> of the godfather of comedy, a good friend to a lot of us, uh, especially us you know, on the obligatory podcast, at least. 
uh, yeah, finally uh, tying the nuts and uh, yeah, the nuts, the nuts, oh, tying the nuts. nuts, tying the nuts. He's tying his nuts too. Tying right? the knot, the knot, the nuts. Yeah, yeah, and uh, yeah, looking forward to that. Did you get put to work at that wedding? I almost did. Really? And I got out of it. Y- yeah. I mean, you're, it seems like you're the only one. I was talking to. We did the bachelor party show for Ken Miller at the Orlando Improv last night. Uh, good turnout. Uh, a lot of great comics on the show. Let's see. It was uh, Ken Miller. James John hosted the whole thing. Pedro Lima closed it out with a strong feature set. Uh, tight Mike. Mike Randolph was there. Uh, Miguel Colonna was on the show. And uh, Alex Yu. Alex Yu, of course, uh, Florida's Funniest, I think, 2015 or 16, mm-hmm. was there. and uh, Jersey. Jersey was there. Jersey, the Haitian yeah. sensation. And it was a, just a good turnout. Uh, it was, it was a it was a packed crowd. They had stopped uh, stopped tickets like the day before. And they're like, we just don't have any more. Nice. So, yeah, good turnout. And of course, uh, the bride to be, the lovely Shawnee, was there. <laughs> and uh, yeah, did you just call her Shawnee? Shawnee. Yeah, I've been calling her Lashawn all the time, and I guess everybody else calls her Shawnee. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, did you just name another is woman? It, is it weird that we're going to a wedding and just now <laughs> learning what they prefer to be called? But it's the same thing with your girlfriend. Like, I was talking to Pedro last night, and uh, that's right before I went up because I was going to mention Lashawn. I'm like, do we all call her Lashawn? Are you guys? And I'm like, it's like Kermit's girlfriend. You, you know her. You know her, and you know it's either Joe or Joni or Joni, but it always just ends up being like, hey, sweetie. Hey, hey girl. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, do you feel comfortable telling me once and for all the proper pronunciation of your girlfriend's name? Janae. Janae. Yeah. I go Janae Night, but. Janae, yeah. <laughs> but you pay half the rent, so you can get away, I get with, away with it. Yeah. Yeah, no. Yeah. But uh, I don't know why, for some reason, I was calling her Joe or Joan for a while. It's short. It's fine. Yeah. Some people call her Jay. Or yeah. Johnny. I think her sister calls her Johnny. She's got more names than P. Diddy. She's <laughs> got a bunch of she aliens. She a rapper? <laughs> she a rapper. <laughs> it's great, though, because she's a nurse, right? Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I got to imagine if we have problems remembering her name and we see her all the time, patients never know who to call for when they need something. So she's just walking she's the hallway. She's a hallways. coochie nurse. <laughs> a what? A coochie nurse. What's that? She like She's a nurse that delivers babies. Oh, right. Nurse management. Really? Yeah, so she looks uh, like when, all day. When I had my firstborn, uh, I thought it was inappropriate because we were going there and we were meeting with the... And actually, my firstborn was born at the hospital right here down the road from you. Health Central? Yeah, Orlando Health Central. Okay. Yeah, and so someday on his birth certificate, it's 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 Orlando Health Central, but of course we're in Ocoee, right? <laughs> right, you're in Ocoee. So I, I feel bad for him because he's going to tell everybody he's from Orlando and then someday he's going to see his birth certificate and it's like, nah, dude. From good old Koi, from boy. The, yo, Koi. Koi. Yeah. And right. I, I always wonder why I like country music. <laughs> now you know. Now you know, boy. But um, when we walked in uh, one day before the delivery, uh, I heard one nurse referring to the other. Oh, I can't do that. I'm catching in room number three. I'm catching in room number three. I'm catching in room. <laughs> I'm like, why would they call it catching? You know, that seems like such an unprofessional technical. And then when you see a baby shoot out of a greased coochie Ugh. at like 100 miles per hour. <laughs> a greased there's, there's no other word than catching because that was exactly what that woman did. Like she was swat down, giving signals to the vagina. She's like, all right, looks like it's going to be a curveball. Down low and tight. 
And dude, they literally caught my firstborn. Like if they have, you should have a safety net there, or or God should have designed babies to have like those parachutes on the back of them, like you know when those race cars go and they hit, and once they cross the line, the parachute deploys, slowing them down. Because dude, I'm glad my only job was to cut the cord because that oh, you was cut it. You did that. I cut the cord, which Gross. here's the, no. Here's the reason I did it. It's kind of like uh, you ran. <laughs> Baby's mama ran the entire marathon on her own, but right before she's ready to cross and break the ribbon, I'm like, nope, I got this. <laughs> <laughs> it seems like the most ceremonious thing that you could possibly do like this is, and that's literally and figuratively their connection that has kept him alive. That's the cord that people are always like, oh, you should cut that umbilical cord. Well, too late. I did it I the did day it. he was born. Did, did, did you, uh, did you, do you be white and, like did I be listen. white? Yeah, yes, I'd be white. You'd be white. <laughs> yeah. I'm like scratching my eyeball at the same yeah, time. Yeah, I, I know. I can't speak at the same time. It was really good. Did you uh, you act white and uh, try to keep the placenta? Oh, you're disgusting. I'm not disgusting. White people do that. And then they white eat it. people do that. Yeah, they eat it. You guys are disgusting. Not the white people I hang with, man. I'm just making sure. No, I always hear I, people want to keep I it. Think, I think baby's mama kept the uh, uh, the umbilical cords, Ew. which I found. Doesn't it just all dry up like a shriveled little? I try not to look at them wherever they are. Is it displayed in the house? No. <laughs> no. I've seen toilet. that before where they have the frames with <laughs> the baby's face. And the <laughs> <laughs> I'm good, man. Ugh. I'm good. So, um, yeah, uh, you know, we recorded last week and... Uh, I always know when life's going a little too well. Like, I'm. Last week I left here, I was thinking, man, life's not bad. You know, I'm not rich, but I'm content. I like okay. what I do. Get to do this show with you every week. Oh, yeah, I get out of here. It, it, <laughs> it's fun. You know, I enjoy what we do. And then, sure enough, the next day I get hit after 10 years of being in the uh, townhome I'm in. Uh, I guess the landlord uh, is deciding to take over control of it again. I think it's because she is selling the property she lives in now and she's moving back into ours. So I have 60 days, which less than that now, to be in a new place. Oh. And it's just um, this after 10 years, man, the last time I moved, I moved into the place I'm in now with a roommate and uh, who would eventually become baby's mama. And <laughs> and now but. That was it. So three of us moved into a place 10 years ago, and then the other roommate moved out, and we had two kids there. And now I, I didn't really stop to think this was even a possibility just because after a decade, you're just kind of comfortable. Right. You know? And uh, you would think after 10 years, I get more than 60 days' notice, but it's through a property management company. I've only met the landlord like once in my life. And, uh, yeah, they're just very – hey. You know, in every lease, it's you must give 60 days notice or they must give 60 days notice. Either party needs to give. But after 10 years, man, it's like give me a little bit more heads up because before this, you know, I've always moved around. But it was always like, hey, man, I think I want to live in a different town. Can I crash on your couch until I find a place? You know, it was like me traveling alone. And now it's just a whole different world, man. It's like I'm responsible for those two. And that's the only life they've ever known, like Aiden, my eight-year-old man, he's he's a little bit torn up because this is his home. Yeah. You know, this is all he's ever known. And also, you know, all these things you never really think about. You're like, okay, well, I got to find a new place. But then also, man, well, if I don't find a place in this district, then that means he has to go to a different school. And also just all the other stuff, like where I live right now, like I drive 
depending on traffic, sometimes it takes me 40 minutes to get out here. Sometimes it takes me 20. It just depends. But you, you're not what you would call centrally located to Orlando. I feel like I am. Are you? I do. You're not. You <laughs> live in the boonies, dude. <laughs> no. But we've talked before. Like When I want to get up on stage, I can think of a joke, hop in the car, 10 minutes later, be somewhere on stage doing that joke. <laughs> And you have 40 minutes of a drive to decide your joke is shitty. And you still, you you still (laughs) drive all the way out there with the delusion that whatever you're going to say is going to work. But man, I'm so centrally located. I don't even need rides like to the airport because I go two blocks one way and the bus picks me up and takes me right to OIA. You know, it's perfect for where I want to be. That sucks for your situation though, man. Yeah. I mean... Public's got some nice, like, premium boxes that you could probably build a house. and. That That's the other thing, man. <laughs> if it was just me, like, all the stuff in this house, I can pack my stuff in, like, one car load and be gone. You know? It's all their stuff oh. in this house that we got to move into another place. And then... Uh, it could I, be a good start. It could be, but until we're actually settled somewhere, it's nothing but a headache, man. I mean, you, you know, and the other thing is you got it rough right now. I, I joke all the time that I live in a two income house, but I make most both incomes. Right. And that that's a true that's a true fact. And what I find now is when I rented years ago, man, all you need to do was here's a check for first, last and security and you're in and don't have any evictions, you know. The rental games changed and the realtors are telling me the reason it's changed so much is after this last hurricane tore up puerto rico and people are coming in just this <laughs> your is people are flooding the streets i didn't say there <laughs> i didn't go all trump i said the people you can say my people I, you're pe- fine your family and my family is <laughs> it's coming over and now they're they're jacking up well number one rent's gone up considerably but number two they're asking for all these other employment verifications like they don't just want you to have a job they want you to prove that you have three months or uh, three times the monthly rent. You make three times the monthly rent. Three times. I thought it was just double. No. No, that's what I'm saying. So, and what, with what I do, you know, comedy and whatnot, uh, there's no steady paycheck in what I do. You know, it's like this month, yeah, dude, I can be on the road for 14 days and make more than most people make in two or three months. But then there's this month where it's like I'm picking up a host gig here and there. You know, for a hundred bucks, hundred and fifty bucks a pop. So it's become very gonna have to get creative on showing that income. Plus, you know, baby's mama hasn't worked since we had the second kid because she became a full time stay at home mom. What? Yeah. Isn't that just being unemployed? You can say that and <laughs> it's still close your eyes at night and not worry about whether you're gonna wake up or not because you don't live in the house with her. Oh, she does but. she listen to this podcast? Does anyone listen to this podcast? True, but... Hey, we had 177 <laughs> downloads. Whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> mm. So it's just a... It's an interesting, stressful time. Holy shit, Plus, dude. I've been thinking about moving out for a couple of years now, you know, but the reason that I haven't is because when we moved in 10 years ago, uh, she had this 650-pound armoire that we put upstairs. Armoire, it's like a big... Yeah, I, I know what an armoire. Why are you explaining that to me? Really? Yes. Because you can't pronounce simple words. I didn't <laughs> think you were going to get armoire. Uh, Watch this. Spell it. Spell it? Yeah, spell it. Spell it. Oh, spell armoire. Yeah. No, let's keep not going. A, not it. <laughs> Did you really think I was asking you to spell it right now? All right, moving on. Moving on. Ar- armoire. Armoire. Yeah, yeah. So uh, ten, 10 years ago when I moved in, 
you know, 31 year old Mike lugging that upstairs with a friend. Every time it's come up to like, do you want to renew? I just think about that armoire and go, yeah, we're, we're good for another You're year. You're not moving because based off of a bed set or. Yeah, I stayed an extra three years because I didn't want to move that armoire. <laughs> and now I don't have a choice. But if 31 year old me barely got it upstairs with a healthy friend, uh, 41 year old me is going to come tumbling down that staircase. You know what I'm thinking of doing? Just uh, did you ever do this in high school? They had like on those field days, they were bringing a car and a sledgehammer and you paid five bucks to whack away at the car did you ever do that no yeah it was like a common fundraiser thing back in the high school i went to like any field day or anything like, like angry else white carnivals. white boy day yep yep <laughs> yep, we don't yep. shoot up the school you beat the shit out of a car you might be onto something man i might be honest something. maybe if we just bought brought back like car bashes people could just take out some hostility but i'm thinking of doing that with this armoire i'm gonna charge and it's gonna help with my moving expenses i'm gonna let people come in i'm gonna have two different axes and a drill to choose from you pay 10 bucks and you can just wreck your day on my armoire what if it gets out of hand even better i don't live there anymore <laughs> take the place apart i don't care yeah now you have to pay for the damn damage take out you're my gonna trust comedians take out my deposit speaking of trust comedians yeah do you think anyone's gonna act stupid at this wedding? Like you, you don't think anyone's gonna bring like some like weed brownies or like some edibles? There's a lot of weed heads going to this. There are a ton. I realized that last night. I was like, damn, you guys do a lot of drugs. Well, uh, not just the comedians. I met a lot of the family and friends. Yeah, that's who what I'm talking about. Last night, and because mm -hmm. they came up to me. Like, yo, you got any edibles? And I was like, do yeah. I look like I yep. take edibles? Yeah, like, and, no. and some some of the family and friends of the Brad and groom who stopped by the merch table and picked up a watch or something, they all made the comment, I can use this to light my <laughs> candles. Oh, man, who do you think is going to act up? Everybody. A comedian or just the family? I don't know how many times last night uh, someone pointed out to Ken Miller, you're really doing open bar? Oh, yeah, that's right, it's open bar. Top shelf. Ah. Yeah, that are just top shelf bottles with low shelf liquor. <laughs> yeah, low shelf liquor. <laughs> but yeah. Open bar. It's going to be a good. There's going to be anytime you get that many personalities in one place. You know, it's Ken's wedding. But there's so many guys like, yeah, you're going to be at a wedding. We're not naming names, but yeah. <laughs> you're going to be at a wedding. Doesn't he have another comedian hosting his wedding? Or hosting he has the, a comedian hosting the wedding. He has a comedian DJ in the wedding. He has a comedian usher in the wedding. He has a comedian videographer mm -hmm. in the wedding. I, I don't know about the photographer. Mm -hmm. It might be Ryan Holmes for all I yeah. know. It, it's funny, though, because this is the first time we're going to see another comedian on stage, and I'm not going to be like, I wish I was up there right now. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he's doing the vows and he's checking the audience to see who he's not getting. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That one guy didn't like my vow. We're going to light him. All right. Light, wrap this up. This has gone on. Play the music up. Get to the I do, man. Let's go. Let's well, go. I, I asked his fiance last night. I'm like, so am I doing my merch pitch before or after the vows? I heard that. <laughs> That'll be great. I can't have a room full of captive people and not at least try to move some. Sell your fire wallet. Dude, I got to find a place in less than 60 days. I need some moving money. <laughs> Only comedian that shows up to open mics, showcases, and weddings and walks away with two grand somehow. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, um, dude, you were, I never knew this. I heard you talk about it a, a little bit on stage at open mic, and I thought it was such a great bit that you were just starting to develop. Um, David Carradine. 
<laughs> okay. David Carradine, uh, of course, he was known from Kill Bill mainly. From Kill Bill, but before that, he was on a series, Kung Fu, Kung Fu, where he was a traveling, wandering traveling monk, monk yep. right? Yep. And then, of course, later on, he got even more famous with Kill Bill, and he, even later, he got more famous with the way he actually died. And now, uh, you know, I know usually my stories on this podcast are the ones that are people like, look, everything I say, like we exaggerate some things. But if I tell you afterwards, I'm like, dude, I swear I, I mean it, you know. So I did start Toy Story 2 is oh, what I'm Jesus. getting to. There however, I forgot. <laughs> however, okay. however, uh, this story that you were telling, how much of that is? Well, first, I'm going to ask you just I only caught the tail end of it. So you met David Carradine. Yes. Right before he passed away. Yes. Okay. So what was what was the well, I want to take credit that I enforced it. Well, let's let's let's, <laughs> let's 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 go back. Let's not Quentin Tarantino and jump right to the end. Yeah, yeah, let's yeah. let's start with the start and get to where we're going. Okay. So when and why did you meet him? What was going on? It's 2014. Yeah. Yeah, it's about 2014, maybe 2012. I forgot. Mm-hmm. And I uh, went to a comic book convention in Atlanta. And he was there signing autographs for 50 bucks. Right. Line out the door. And I waited in line. And when what I had for him, you could only get one thing signed. That, that was the rule. Were they charging per? Per sign. What were they charging? 50 bucks. And, and they were setting a limit? Is that so that people don't go sell stuff online? Well, you, don't want, stuff? you don't want some guy to come with like a, bo- a, like a box full of like. Uh, if, and he's just signing. If I'm the guy signing. signing, and he's got a box of stuff, and I'm charging fifty bucks a pop, you're thinking you're thinking like like those guys are all about money, man. Right, right. Like Stan Lee does the same thing. He'll charge you per sign. He doesn't charge you per. Well, sign? he does. Well, that's what I'm saying. So if the guy shows up with a box of things for me to sign, but I'll, sometimes I'll, some people don't want to do it. Like just. Oh, okay. They, like they, I guess they keep the line going. Okay, so you can meet all your fans and <laughs> right. Scam. You rather scam a hundred people out? He's old too now. He's, he doesn't have too much time to be hanging out. He wants to take a nap. Who? Stanley or David? No, David Carradine. Well, he's, he's taking a long nap. He's taking. <laughs> so, but anyways, on with your so, story. On story. I had a magazine. It was a magazine from Black Belt Magazine, mm-hmm. and it was very old. And um, I got to the front of the line. I gave him the magazine. Grabs the magazine, and he's about to sign it, and then he like stopped in mid sign, and just like. Leaned back in his chair and opened the magazine and starts reading the article. <laughs> Keep in mind, the article is like five pages long. Right. So now there's a buttload of people waiting on me. Everyone's kind of like doing like the what the F mode, you know, like what's going on? Why it's taking so long? Uh-huh. He's reading the entire article like he didn't have any part of this article. It's all about him. So I'm like, what are you, what are you shocked about? There's nothing. He leans back over, finishes signature, slides it to me, and then pulls it away as I'm about to grab it. And he goes, I would appreciate if you gave me this magazine. And I was like, well, I appreciate it, but I appreciate it. Keep it. <laughs> and, I took, and I took it. And I was like, thank you, because there's no pictures. And I walked off my bed. Right. And uh, I would say like maybe 20 feet away, not even 20 steps. And I feel a tap, and it's his, uh, his assistant. His assistant. And she's like, Mr. Carity would like to uh, purchase a magazine from you. Oh. For fifty bucks, I was like, "Wait, I that just you paid just paid? I'll just wait. I'm just, I'm losing here. Yeah, I'm not getting any money." I was like, "No, thank you." She's like, "A hundred. I was like, "No, thank you." I take. She goes, "One more offer. I'm willing to give you. I think she said four hundred, maybe mm. three, four to three hundred dollars right now." No, thank you. And I walked the hell mm-hmm. off. 
Yeah, because if David Carradine is willing to pay three to four hundred, something in my head was like, like a part of me was like, oh, I'll take the money, but like, yeah, my yeah. buddy's like, dude, take the money. I was like, no, mm-hmm. there's something in my head telling me don't do it. Yeah. So and it's funny too because Black Belt Magazine was a pretty popular magazine at one point. Uh, I got to imagine you'd still be able to go online and find a back order issue or something like that. That's what I'm saying. It's not and like especially it. if you're the guy from the issue, you imagine David Carradine could just call up Black Belt and be like, I'd like a copy of my issue. So, yeah, in my head, I'm not giving it up. Kill Bill himself wants his magazine. Right. Five-fingered death heart mm-hmm. explosion. Only two yeah. people know it. Yep. Him and uh, Uma, mm-hmm. and she's not talking. So I'm not giving this up. <laughs> I'm not giving this up. Right. So um, later on the night, the way the uh, convention set up is in a hotel. It's two hotels, and everything happens in the hotels. So you don't need to leave. Mm-hmm. So if you stay in the hotel, you're in the party. So the after party is all in the lobbies and like all in like uh, the ballrooms and all that. So it's just party after party after party, which is awesome. I'm walking down with my buddy, and I'm a little tipsy. I'm I'm pretty tipsy, and I see him from the other side. And I kid you not, we locked eyes. And he's staring me down, and I'm staring, and like I couldn't stop walking. I wish I could whistle right now so I could do that little. <laughs> there it yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. The that man with happening. no name. Yeah. yeah. I'm just walking, and I just couldn't stop like walking. He's staring at me. We cross back, and he grabs me by my arm, and he leans over and goes, You know, you're a really piece of shit, or you're a really fucking asshole. Into my ear. Mm. The only thing I could think of at the time, I go, yeah, you're a real jerk off. And they <laughs> walked away. <laughs> wow. Great comeback, Kermit. Good right. job. Yep. Nice. Whatever, right? Mm-hmm. Two months later. Two months? Two months later. Two months. He is found dead in a Thailand, Thailand, in Bangkok, uh, in a hotel, in a closet. Mm-hmm. And he uh, died from erotica asphyxiation. So which, in other words, he, he, has, he has a belt around his neck, choking himself, beating off. Probably to another copy of that same issue of Black Belt magazine. <laughs> and I want to take record. I you take, think you're what pushed him over I, the edge? He remembered me calling him a jerk off, and he jerked himself off to death. Oh, my God. It's, it's a stretch. It's, it's a stretch. Me. I take full credit. <laughs> Dude, what if that is the reason? Oh. What if there was something in that article that he just... You know, maybe in his dying will, he's like this piece of crap. Call me a go jerk off. Well, <laughs> jerk I, off, or whatever. I, if it really is what you said, but I don't know, man. I mean, that my story is more believable than Toy Story Two. Bunny ears. Not a chance. <laughs> not a chance. You, I had a, I had an icon die. You had a what? An icon. An i oh I th- icon. What are you talking about? I thought I I thought you said I had an eye contact. I had like, eye contact. No, yeah. I had an icon die. Mm-hmm. Based off my words, I I tend to think that more people are familiar with Toy Story than David Carradine nowadays. Okay, but still, <laughs> I think I could go up to just about anyone and be like, "Have you heard of Toy Story?" They'd be like, "Yeah." Have you heard of David Carradine? Yeah, he was part of the Partridge Family, right? And then they'll be like, "I I never heard that someone invented bunny ears over Buzz Lightyear's head." I know. Because much like most of the people, like the uh, Hero Initiative, who created most of the people that Stan Lee takes credit for, I have been pushed into the annals of history. If you All right. Agree to disagree. I will agree that I'm going to disagree with you. Well, I mean, my story is more legit. No. I met the guy. You, no. you never even met. Who, who did the voice? Of who? Uh, Tim Allen. Yeah. 
Or you're yeah, you're a buzz. You mm-hmm. never met the voice of Tim Allen, so you can't even tell him that you came up with that. He probably doesn't even know. He's just a higher hand in the whole process, man. You know why he doesn't know? Because he did it. He made a suggestion. Him and Tom Hanks. No. Yes. That's not even. Not my girl. That's not even how it works. Yeah, that's how it works. That's, that's not exactly how it works. How it works. No. I'm telling you, man. You didn't. Why are we arguing over this, dude? I, all I said was that I could be the inspiration behind the no, cover. You, you, you didn't say behind could be. the cover. You said you were behind the cover of Toy Story Two. If you go back and check my write-ups, you'll see why I was written up for. You, however, in the past three weeks, have taken credit for David Carradine's <laughs> death and Jay Moore's new special. Oh yeah, that too. Yeah, I credit for so, that. Uh, so <laughs> if he uh, names it. What was it? Uh, uh, Damn it. Uh, space. Something Personal space. space. I don't remember. Sp- oh. Limited how- space. Limited space. Yeah. Gee, for someone who came up with a name, you sure forgot it I have it so really many quickly. ideas. It just goes out. You have gotta- so many <laughs> ideas. You know what you didn't come up with? Cover for Toy Story 2, because that was all me, <laughs> motherfucker. That was all me. Whatever, man. Let's get off of this damn subject with this Toy Story and David Carradine beating himself off to death. Yeah, yeah, it's kind of sad stuff. Uh, so I guess that's a good z- segue right into uh, zombie raccoons. What? You didn't hear about zombie raccoons? No. Yeah, this is going on apparently in Youngstown, Ohio. Zombie raccoons. There are these raccoons that uh, I guess experts have said they have zombie-like uh, abilities for the fact that, uh, what is it? It's a disease which is called... Mm. The hell are you talking about, man? Raccoons that died and come back to life? No, no. Where is? I want to get the name right. You're about for to you live guys. with a bunch of raccoons if you get kicked out of his house and don't find a place. Wow! <laughs> wow. wow. <laughs> you happy with yourself there? That was a good. Uh, I, I saw I saw your eyebrow twitch like you mother. <laughs> Oh man, uh, yeah. If if it's okay, if I lose if I lose my house, uh, I'm gonna show up with the kids, and we're just gonna be uh, <laughs> right here. I'll rent out the karate school, a little okay. section for you. Okay. Uh, the the disease is called distemper. Distemper. Uh, the Department of Natural Resources. These are raccoons, uh, currently in Youngstown, Ohio. And the thing is, once they have this disease, uh, it causes coughing, tremors, and seizures. But more importantly, it leads raccoons to lose their fear of humans. So, you know, as raccoons usually come out scavenging at night, these raccoons are coming out in broad daylight. They have no fear of humans or animals, and they tend to stand on their back legs at full height to try to intimidate you. So just imagine those cute little raccoons. Like rocket. Broad di- yeah, that's basically what you have. These little rocket raccoons without all the armory walking around Youngstown, Ohio. But then when they stand up on their hind legs, they fall back and go into like a little coma for a minute or two or something. So that's why that's why so, they're calling them zombie raccoons. So they're like uh, they're like meth heads from Daytona. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Exactly. Uh, uh, Robert Cogshell was with his dogs outside his home Time last out. week. What's his last name? Robert Cogshell. Okay. So he's a cockshell. I was like, wow, that's a horrible name. Was with his dogs outside his home last week when he told the station a raccoon headed toward them. He immediately rushed the dogs indoors and snapped photos of the furry creature. He would stand up on his hind legs, which I've never seen a raccoon do before. I've seen that before. And he would show his teeth, and then he would fall over backward and go into almost a comatose condition. 
when that's your attack move, that's the lamest Mortal Kombat move ever. <laughs> like run up, bare your teeth, fall backwards, play possum. Isn't don't, uh, goats do that too? Don't they? You scare the shit out of them. They tip over and freeze. like fainting goats. Yeah, fainting goats. Yeah, yeah like yeah. if you scare them, they just automatically go. <laughs> but dude, that's that's creepy. Just to just to see hordes of raccoons just walk around with no fear of humans. And then they just tip over like dominoes. Well, I imagine some tip over, but I'm more concerned about the one or two that get through. Have you seen raccoons? Up? Like, they all look cute when you catch them, like, scurry at night, but they are. Well, I don't go up to raccoons. I've seen them on the side of the road hit by cars. Yeah. But not a live Take one. Take that, zombie wa- <laughs> walking dead raccoon version. Uh, that'd be cute if Disney did an animated series of the walking dead using raccoons instead. And we're using the Disney characters, rac- ra- uh, Rocket. Rocket. Rocket, Rocket. Yeah. See, that's the kind of shit that that you that interests you. Mm-hmm. Zombie. Records. No, not really. Uh, I. <laughs> not really. The yeah, it, it caught my attention. Gotcha. It caught, caught my attention, but um, yeah, man, I don't know. I'm not. I'm not really big on the whole zombie thing. Like, I I was like five seasons behind before I even watched the first Walking Dead. You know, so I would see everybody freaking out. Usually, what I like to do is watch nothing until. Every episode's available on like Netflix, and then I just binge watch. Binge it. watch. Oh, I have so much to binge watch. Yeah. Yeah. How What'd many you? shows you watch? Uh, I don't know really, because like I said, I wait till they're all finished. Like, um, new season of uh, Trailer Park Boys came out this week on Netflix. Do you watch? That's Trailer still around, dude. I never watched an episode. Really? I just always hear about it. It's funny. It's funny. Is it funny? Yeah. It seems very YouTube look. Yeah. All right. It, it's it's funny though, man. I don't know like, if I'll add that to my roster like ASAP, but it, it, it's one of those things where if if you watch the first season and you don't find any of it funny, st- don't waste your time on the next eleven seasons. Can you name off all the shows right now, like in ten seconds? How many shows you watch? How many shows I watch? Yeah. Uh, honestly, I think the only things I really watch is the new uh, version of MythBusters, which I don't care for. I don't like the guys who took it over. Uh, they're just not as good. Right. Um, I watched Forged in Fire. I watched a lot of, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah, we talked about this. I watch a lot of Food Network shows for some reason. I don't know why. What about you? What are you watching right now? You really want me to go down the list? Yeah, make it quick. Walking Dead, Fear the Dead, Gotham, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, The Mick, mm-hmm. Voltron, Ninja Turtles. Uh, <laughs> shut up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Jessica Jones, uh, anime, uh, Dragon Ball Z. I'm catching up on that. Uh, Naruto. I'm catching up on that. Uh, oh man, there's so much more, dude. How you have? Now I know why you don't have time to write good jokes. Black Mirror. <laughs> You're too busy watching <laughs> other people's creations. Damn right. <laughs> man, I, I do like Black Mirror, man. I Black do like Mirror. Black I need to catch up on that. And mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty sure I didn't name some other shows. I got like quite a few other shows i got to name is there any one show that you have to see that week and you can't have anyone talk about like no i don't care no you can talk about it and i just like i'm still gonna go watch it yeah yeah uh did you get were you able to make it out see ready player one i haven't been to the movies no no i want to see that i want to see pacific rim 2 i actually want to see the tomb raider any other movies out that i think of i don't know that's it yeah, I wanted to see Ready Player One. Uh, my buddy Kevin White was going, and he asked me to go. And I was like, yeah, man, I, I didn't read the book or anything, but I've seen the previews. 
And the previews are so cool because it's like all this stuff from the 80s and 90s that they managed to get into this film. And I'm like, how did they get the rights to that? Yeah, man, I can't wait to see that. And then he told me it was going to Point Orlando, IMAX, 3D, and tickets were like 22 bucks plus tax. And I don't. It's too much. Yeah, I'll wait for Redbox, man. Yeah, no. <laughs> how do you feel about 3D movies? You like them? Yes and no. Uh, I only do it for special occasion. I go and do that 4DX. You, you know what that is? That's the one with the seats that rock back and yeah, forth they, and they, stuff? Yeah, it's like a roller coaster. Man, just go to a movie at West Oaks. There'll be someone kicking your seat behind <laughs> you. You don't even have to pay extra for that. And that's 425 a ticket. Mm -hmm. I got to I gotta go. I got to do so many movies I got to watch. Mm -hmm. I used to go to movies every Friday. Yeah, I remember. And now you don't make it out. Because stupid life mm -hmm. and editing. Well... <laughs> I don't think I'll be doing much of anything for the next 60 days other than stressing about it. And Building that's, a house man, out of boxes. That's that's the other thing. Like I got real turf buddies, and they're like, this is going to be so hard for you to hear, but you can't even really look for a rental right now. I'm like, why? They're like, because you're 60 days out, man. If you find something, anything you see online right now is probably going to be gone by the time you want to move into it because they're going to take first-come, first-served basis. And they're like, so you, you need to be looking like at the beginning of May. And I'm like, you know, it's a little nerve wracking. 21 year old me would be like, dude, whatever. I, I'll, I'll decide I don't want to live somewhere tonight and call somewhere else tomorrow and be like, can I crash on your couch? Figure stuff out. Yeah, man, come on up. But man, when you got a whole house to pack up, 10 years worth of stuff to pack up, uh, kids to move and everything else. Plus, it's happening at the worst time. It's like their summer. You know, it's the end of school. Like this is May is his last month of school. Ah, it couldn't have happened at worst time, man. Especially being in Orlando, Florida, when a lot of rentals people use during the summer to rent out to tourists and everything else. So I don't know, man. It's gonna be an ongoing thing. We'll see where it goes. We'll start. A, we'll do a comedy show to build you a house or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, you, you're right, man. I mean, I think I've literally been on just about every charity benefit show. Well, you, you find you're allowed to get one. Uh, yeah, you, I, I've told Aiden that before. I'm like, look, buddy. Here's what's going to happen when daddy passes away early and it will happen when daddy passes away early. Um, the local community of comedy for the time I've put in the shows I put together and stuff like that. I've been part of you're probably going to get at least one good fundraiser show. And here's what I want you to do. I want you to talk to Ken Miller. I want <laughs> I want him to give you all the money and I want you to take off. Take off. Don't worry about your mom. Don't worry about your little brother, because I'll be honest, man. I know you're going to want to do the right thing and try and take care of them. It's not going to be enough money. It's enough money for one guy to maybe make a start. I'm like, it's not enough for three people. So you just you do it. When I'm gone, you owe nobody nothing, man. That's great coaching, Dad. <laughs> it is. Dude, at least this way one son survives. Yeah. And, and the other one suffers. One lives on to spread the seed. Maybe the next generation early will not fail. <laughs> on that note I'm man down. i think we're at our limit for tonight um you got anything coming up this weekend dude that wedding I, i'm so looking forward to it are you well i mean i want to go to the fight but the wedding's gonna be interesting the wedding's gonna be i, I want to see what's gonna where's happen. it at it's at the uh science center <laughs> the orlando science center right there on off mills yeah all right cool and they're doing the wedding and reception in the same place i'm assuming yeah i always hate those weddings that it's five hours long what it's seven to midnight. What? You just realizing this now? I know, dude. I told you before we started recording. We're gonna I've be done shit nothing. 
I've done nothing I was supposed to do. <laughs> I'm not driving at night. No? Yeah. No. Yeah. So, so someone's someone's dick's going in that wedding cake. You know I'm the usher, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's gonna be yours. You're gonna be so bad. I think bad. it's just a prestigious thing. <laughs> You're gonna be so bad at I'm it. dude, I you know, I, I used to work in restaurants, so I figure it's kinda like hosting. But, you know, I'm going to try to put people in one place. They're like, can we have by the window instead? We don't want to sit by the bathrooms. We're on the bride's side. We're on the groom's side. You guys sit wherever the hell you want to sit. Yeah. And then it's kind of like the guy in the office who cuts up the birthday cake. By the time you pass all the pieces of cake around, there's never a piece left for you. Like, by the time I get everybody sat, there's going to be no seats for me. All the good seats are taken, you know? Uh, oh, you know what? I think a comedian's doing the catering, too. <laughs> I really do, and I'm not joking. Well, we're definitely going to come back with highlights from this wedding. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, until next time, guys, uh, my name is Mike Hurley. Check us out. I was trying to check the email account. I couldn't sign into it to see if anyone sent us anything. Whoops. Well, we'll check yeah, it out later. We'll check it out next show. Uh, so if you have any questions, comments, concerns, insults, go ahead, direct those to the obligatory podcast at gmail.com. Uh, find us on iTunes, Spotify, uh, share it, hit the follow button. Find us on YouTube. There's really no excuse. If you're not listening to us, it's because you don't want to, and I understand. Yeah, Mom. <laughs> so until that time, I catch up with us next episode, and we'll see if anything's changed with my housing situation or if I'm going to be crashing in Kermit's closet. <laughs> you do have a big closet, dude. I got you. All right. <laughs> All cool. right, man. Bye. Later. Later.